Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are locked on, locked on, locked on Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Hornets, Charlotte Hornets news and analysis in your podcast feed every day. Whether you are in the gym, on the way to work, on the way back home from work, we're here with the best Charlotte Hornets news and analysis anywhere. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, David Walker. David, before we get to our latest player recap, we're going to be talking about Spencer Hawes. That's going to be an emotional one. Mm. It's been uh, He's been a part of our lives, a special part of this podcast for a reason that I'll reveal in a moment. <laughs> um, but before we get to that, I have to get your opinion as a sneaker head oh. on these new, uh, is it ZO2? The, the new Lonzo? Sure. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, the yeah, Lonzo, so Lonzo Ball. Z, yeah, Z, not Z02, Z, Z02. The first, yeah, so is it, I couldn't tell if it was like Ozone? It's not Ozone. I don't know. Zo Zo. Zo Lonzo. He's taking Zo. He's taking Zo from yeah, Lonzo. Yeah, wait a minute. Morning. I didn't even think about that. How do we feel about that in terms of you I know, think just his Twitter Alonzo handle is just Zo, or his Instagram is just Zo. I feel like Zo, I feel like it's one of many uh, copyright infringements that are <laughs> happening with this shoe. But what do you right. think? Four ninety five for this shoe that's being independently produced, right? Well, it's not affiliated yeah. with Nike or no, Adidas. No. Um. So the price. Uh, first of all. I think it's interesting that they're basically jumping the primary market in terms of prices. Because look, their shoes are bought and sold for well over four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars all the time, right? It's just not initially brought to market at that price. Like I don't even care about the price uh, or the look well, of the shoe. Well, how much are LeBrons? I, I feel like. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like the LeBrons are like I don't know, like one seventy five or something. But like if you what go shoes on, are what other shoes are four hundred secondary market collector so resellers? Oh, I see. Right, so people are paying like you know a thousand dollars for like a pair of Yeezys and stuff like that or like some limited edition stuff. Um, I mean, Jordans are usually going for like two fifty, three hundred bucks. Michael Air Secondary, Jordans. Michael, the Air Michael Jordans. <laughs> so, like, the price, you know, he's just taking, he's just skipping that step, right? He's putting that premium product out there and saying, hey, it's it, that, that, that's par for the course with, with them. I do think, think it's interesting, though. Over the weekend, they showed up at a game on the sideline, and Alonzo and the, and the youngest they're wearing Air Jordans, and uh, and um, and the dads wearing Adidas running shoes. None of them have on like the samples. You know, they don't even have the product in hand. If you ordered it today, Doug, which I know you're looking at it before, I saw you eyeing a size. All right, let's talk about That's Harry Giles. Giles. A lot of it. Uh oh. I was trying to make my <laughs> I was trying to make my keyboard sound and my shipping sound. date right now is around Thanksgiving. So if you're looking for a Christmas present, don't get that for me. But I'm just saying they don't even have these things out, right? They put this video out and they don't have samples. They're not wearing it around to the, to the game. Um, so 
It, it, it's, it, it's, 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 it's wild. It's not easy to start a sneaker company from out of your, you know, breaking news warehouse. Well, no, I showed, you know, um, producer Katie had never seen the LeVar ball gif of him coming out. To, I think it was first take. He was doing a hit, you know, he kind of has his sort of, um, pro wrestler entrance. And I was showing her that and he, she, she made the comment. She's like the, Lonzo's behind him sort of with a like oh my god dad look on his face like very stoic and that just sort of goes along with what you said is like it seems like LeVar is pushing this so much harder than the kids are at some point Lonzo because he is going to be a professional athlete he's going to have to be like dad (laughs) son you've got to wear the shoes Listen, Dad. Uh, it's not going to hurt him, though. Like, I don't think this has anything to do with like his draft stock or anything like that, right? I don't think that matters. Not so much. Well, okay. I don't think now this is interesting because I was talking about this with with a few friends of mine. I think it will not matter if if the Lakers are there; they're mm-hmm. going to take him. I think no matter what. I think it would matter though if you're a smaller mid market team because I think you have to think long and hard. When it's year four and it's time to re-sign this guy, uh, if he's any good, right, it's going to be impossible to retain him because everything around Lonzo to it's this point be has been about marketability, has been about um, you know what what can take him to the highest level of his individual of individual monetary achievement. Right. You know, so it's it's going to be impossible, you would think, one would think, or one would have to to bet on that it would be impossible to retain him. So I think it would affect him in that sense. But if the Lakers are there, they take him. They're if Boston's take him. there, they take him. I don't know why anyone would buy these shoes at this point just because if they were 200 bucks, if they were 100 bucks, like why are you – who is this kid? Like we don't even know if he's going to be – I mean, we think he's going to be pretty of, good. Well, that's the thing, too. There are plenty of questions about his game that right. would that just apart from LeVar Ball, there's questions about his ability to shoot mid-range, to go. Uh, can he be schemed out of games because he struggles uh, to go? I think it's he has to bring it from his left, so he struggles oh, to go yeah. right. So you yeah. know, there's issues yeah, yeah. there where uh, teams are going to be able to scout him it's, out of games offensively. So it's fascinating, though. I mean, it really is. To this guy is just he said he's been designing this shoe, but like for sneaker people, like you don't know what the shoe's built of. You don't know the like the cushioning to get into the super nerdy stuff. Like what kind of shoe is this? Right? Like so many basketball performance shoes now. People are looking for the tech, right? Like, how do they feel? How do they perform? And all this other stuff. So, like, it's just fascinating to me to see this guy pull out this Does shoe. Does it get your feet I wet would, in the rain? That's what I really look yeah, for. That, to I me, that sells me on a tennis shoe. The fact that they went in there uh, to Nike and Adidas <laughs> and whomever, and, and he was like, I want a billion dollars for my three sons, basically. Which is, like... He may be the best one, right? Uh, the middle, the the guy going to Arizona the next year or UCLA, sorry, he's okay. The kid that scored like ninety two points <laughs> in the well, middle listen, school whatever game. Whatever you think about Lavar Ball, he is a genius. Like you, he, hey, Lavar Ball, more power to him. He, he wants to sell a five hundred dollars sneaker. Well, right? he understands the golden rule of marketing, which is um, the golden rule is be heard. Yeah, and at, at all costs, it's it's so much better to be hated than to be irrelevant. So he's, you know, he's not, yeah, he's not, he's annoying people, but that's the extent of it. And, and, you know, so, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens as they move forward with this. I just don't, I don't know how you can sustain that, dude. I don't know how you can have this sneaker out there without the backing of, of, of a major brand. I mean, look at, it's been Nike and Adidas and Under Armour came up because they had Steph Curry, right? Like who else is out there? What else is going on?
I mean, that's it. All right. Well, let's talk about some Spencer Hawes. He no. knows how to be. He knew. He knew how to be heard. He knew how mm. to get some attention. He was a little bit of a loose cannon. R.I.P. Yeah. Man Bun. Yeah, he He's gets traded to Milwaukee, and the deal that brings Miles Plumley. So oh. it was the end of the Spencer Hawes era in Charlotte this season. What is the what is the epitaph on the Spencer Hawes era? For me, it's surprisingly positive. I mean, he was basically a throw-in. Uh, was it the Lance? For the Lance Stevenson The Lance deal, Stevenson yeah. trade, right? And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, became either like a sneaky um, underdog favorite of the bench unit, you know, in some form or fashion. Uh, and then other people just couldn't stand when he would uh, get into the game. But, I mean, I think in limited spots, you know, we talked about Lamb um, uh, previously on a show and maybe his lack of – professional consistency professional consistency but Hawes was always a total pro I thought when he went in there I mean he was your backup center he could do a few passes a few backdoor cuts hit a three um but you always kind of knew what you were gonna get from him. you don't want to overextend him too much right you don't want to play him too many minutes or ask him to do too much because that's where you got into trouble but for what he was which is a backup center um they asked almost everyone on this team to do probably too much this year at one point in time, and Spencer Hawes fell into that category. But for the most part, honestly, like I, I wasn't terrified when he went into a game. You know, you weren't overly worried that he was going to blow it. He's um, never owned a basketball. I, I thought he was pretty solid, a, a veteran backup NBA center, right? That's what he was. He was the definition of a facts of life guy. You take the good, you take the bad, and there you have the facts of Hawes. Spencer Hawes brought an intensity a uh, creative skill level and unpredictability to the Hornets that at times was electric and refreshing. And then at other times it was toxic to their ability to, to win basketball games. And you saw the level of trust uh, between uh, Spencer Hawes and Steve Clifford in terms of his ability to get out there and get minutes uh, wax and wane. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of that had to do with depth, but, but Spencer Hawes, um, you know, became a guy that that quickly sort of fell down in the rotation, and I think part of that was uh, his ability to hit three point shots has kind of tailed off, and that's what got him twenty nine percent this year in Charlotte. Yeah, that's what got him that big contract in Los Angeles, and what eventually got him out of Los Angeles was because he did not live up to the first year of that contract, and his three point shooting a big part of that because he was sort of one of the in that first group of. I feel like centers who who started to usher in this era of oh centers can hit three point yeah. shots now, and but, but all of a sudden he has lost that ability, and uh, I think if if he shoots uh, third because he got plenty of opportunity this season with yeah. Zeller hurt and Hibbert hurt and you know different you know he got plenty of twenty minute games, um, but if he shoots better from three, I don't think he's out of Charlotte honestly. If he shoots 35, 37% from three, because this team needed three point shooting. We had Hawes, Lamb, uh, several guys who have uh, been okay at three point shooting in the past just completely fall off the cliff this season. Uh, but let's talk about what he did well. He was a highly intelligent player, he was great at cutting off ball, great at executing sideline out of bounds plays, and great at creating for others. Um, you know, he was a very intelligent player, high basketball IQ, something yep. that will always get you playing time with Steve Clifford. Uh, but, you, you know, he's a he's he's not athletic at all and no. he's going to get beat on defense and he's not going to help you a ton on rebounding. 
So if he's not hitting his three-point shot. What? Yeah. What does he bring to the table, right? And so they needed a move. I mean, that was – this is – you know, the, the Plumley trade, right, um, which <laughs> didn't get much in return. But at the time, between Hawes and Roy Hibbert, it was like they had to get something. They had to shake it up from that standpoint. They had to get some more athleticism. I mean, you mentioned that he's not athletic at all. So that's what they were trying to get when they shipped him out in return for for Plumley. Um, that obviously did not work out. But, you know, Hawes for his – I think, look, sometimes you just look at a, a transaction in a player and say – the time was right. The time was over. We enjoyed our time together. It's time to move on. And that was the feeling I got when, when Hawes left, to be honest with you. It wasn't that this team, how are they going to carry on without Spencer Hawes? It was, hey, we had some good times. It's not you. It's me, right? Yeah, no, I, I think I agree with you. 27.7% from uh, in catch-and-shoot opportunities. Mm. 0.785 points per possession. That ranked him in the 17th percentile. I will miss that runner. I'll miss a few things. Here's, here's what I'll miss. <laughs> miss the floater. Yeah. I will miss the man bun. Yeah. I'll miss when he let the man bun down every once in a while at uh, shoot around. Did he perform the soundtrack to the Walker Charlotte Ranger TV spots? In the eyes of the Ranger, he's an NBA game changer. Across the over, left to right. Cause the eyes of the ranger are upon you And an all-star bid is what you'll see If you're in Charlotte, you'll know one thing The all-star game is where he's meant to be Thank you for, but see, that's okay. the kind of stuff, that's the intangible stuff. Right. Okay, you can't put that on that's a box score. That's not on a score. contract. That's not Yeah, you contract. can't put that down on a contract. <laughs> Uh, you know, the other thing that he did that was really weird, he always licked his hands. You ever, did you ever see him do well, that? Well, it's not sanitary, but maybe it helped him some. Well, it was just his tick, you know, it's his ah. thing. Everybody has their, like, thing. But the interesting thing about that particular tick is that he would do it regardless of of whether or not the time was opportune. Yeehaw! Like, he's <laughs> trying to guard a pick and roll, and you could see him sort of realize Oh, I forgot to lick my hands. Like it was a tell, or it was just like he would just do it's it. It's like whenever. a luck thing, like yeah, you know, yeah. like in uh, when, when when I played beer pong in in college, I would take the ball and I would tap it twice on the table right. before throwing. It. Okay, and there was no other reason other than that. It's like a batter. Batters have these all the time. You know, each throw was the yeah. big uh, free throws too. Yeah, yeah. or routine. Le- or LeBron James playoff threes when he spins the ball twice and and then pulls your pants down and shoots the ball and makes it. <laughs> it's like everybody has their things <laughs> and. And Hawes was, he would go, he, uh, nobody could see this, but he would lick one hand and lick the other Doug real quick. licking both of his like, hands ah, right ah, now. Yeah, okay. it was like, ah, ah. Okay. Um, like a, sometimes, what, who does that? Who would do that? Uh, oh, like a, like a quarterback. Yeah. It's exactly like a quarterback. Take the hands out of the warmers and what, 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 you know, okay. So, but he would do it as he's like, <laughs> he's like shifting. Getting into mode. Getting, getting into, into position spot. to guard a pick and roll and he would do it real quick and then get his hands out. <laughs> well. I miss you, Spencer. You know why he holds a, um, a special place for us? Because uh, he was the first player that I interviewed at a at a media day. Whoa. Yeah. It was his first year. It was his arrival. It was my first media day. And um, he gave me a lot of good, honest answers. I asked him a lot of questions about his time in Los Angeles, which was a tough time for him. Yeah. And he was very real. And you saw that. We, we went on. He's, you know, he has these. Um, he's very conservative politically right. and he's not afraid to talk about that. He went on yep. with Frank Kaminsky on, uh, pardon my take 
part of <laughs> So he's very, uh, he's just, it seems like even though you he's, can disagree a, with him on things, he seems like a cool which dude. Which is fine. He's a character. He's a, he's a personality, right? If you'll remember, the thing I remember about him the most when he was with the Clippers was that Christmas Day suit he wore on the sidelines it was like i can't it was it was a christmas themed suit right it was like all red and green and christmas trees so unfortunately we didn't see that in charlotte we didn't have any christmas day games but yeah like i said it was a good time man it was fun get your here get your phone i want i want because nobody can see this so but i want you to film me doing the spencer hawes hand thing and we'll post it online okay this is uh this is fantastic radio right now. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, this is really good. You guys are going to love it. Here, I'll pull up while we're waiting we're on this. Do this. I'll pull up uh I'm sure somebody. Oh, we'll pull up the left. Where's the left-handed thunder? Yeah, here we go. This is a uh, um Eric Collins one of the best drops all year on Spencer Hawes. Left-handed thunder. Okay. Good. Now we'll post now that. Now look for that. By the time you hear this, it's out there somewhere probably. Go find it. I like it. All right, that's it. That'll do it for us on this edition of Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Uh, Next week, we get into our draft coverage. We're going to be talking about each of the top 20 to 25 draft prospects and uh, their fit for the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, For Doug? No, for David. I'm Doug. The Hornets. (laughs) Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte. Like what you hear? Consider sharing this podcast with other Charlotte Hornets fans. The easiest way? Our new website, LockedOnHornets.com. There you can download the podcast, listen to our latest episodes, and check out Locked On Hornets live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m.